Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching your word today. We thank you for this wonderful pastor and wife and Pastor Alex and Faith and the wonderful church family of City Church. Thank you for privileging my wife and I with the first time of coming here. We thank you for the opportunity to preach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Anoint me now. Speak to the hearts of your people everywhere in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, Amen. It is so good to be with the City Church. Been looking forward to a tremendous sense of anticipation of being with you. It's nothing like that first time. And I've enjoyed the worship celebration. I wish I can package this and bring this back to San Antonio, Texas. You people really know how to praise God in the house of God to the glory of God. Thank you. Thank you for receiving us so well. And thank you for all the gifts. I mean, we, we, we're just so humbled. We're so privileged and we're so blessed. I just can't believe it. It seems like this seems like a dream. It seems like I'm going to wake up and nobody's going to be here, but this is really real. And I thank you for blessing us and showering us with your love. Thank you once again. Have your Bibles be so kind enough to turn to 1 John chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3. In 1 John, toward the end of the Bible, chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3. And there you'll find the words from Scripture. It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. I want to speak for a few moments on the astonishing love of God. The love of God for lost humanity is an, is an astonishing, amazing love beyond human explanation, beyond comprehension. This astonishing love from God, it is a love that cannot be grasped. The love of God cannot be fully measured. It is immeasurable. You know what kind of love God loves us with? He loves us with an unconditional love he loves us with an unfailing love, and he loves us with a sacrificial love, an unfailing love, an unconditional love, a sacrificial love. And because he loves us so sacrificially, he wants us to love him back. And we become spiritually negligent when we have been recipients of God's love for so long that we take the love of God for granted. It is wrong when we abuse the love of God. 
it is wrong when we fail to appreciate and thank God for the love of God. When is the last time you thank God for his love? God chose to love us. That's a profound thought. Just think about that momentarily. God chose to love you. The scripture says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. And out of his infinite, incomprehensible love, God provided us with his creation. Out of the love of God, he provided us with divine protection. Because God loves us, he provided salvation from God. Because God loves us, he provided the word of God in the language of the people of God. What are you doing with the word of God when so many people around the world does not have the word of God in their own language? You have the word of God in your own language and God loved you so much that he wanted to know you and so he gave you a Bible in his own language because of the love of God. The love of God provided amazing grace and the love of God provided undeserved mercy. When people reject God, they are rejecting his love. Some people say, I don't want God. They're saying they don't want his love. When people reject God, they are rejecting salvation. When people reject God, they are rejecting his supernatural power. When people reject God, they are, they are rejecting the very one who can deliver them in times of trouble and trials and tribulation. How do you get delivered without God? When people reject God and his mercy, they do not have the presence of God. When people reject God, they do not have the peace of God. And when people reject God, they do not have power from God. Let me say that again. When people reject God, they do not have the love of God. When they reject God, they do not have the peace of God. And when they reject God, they do not have power from God in their life. How terrible it is when people die without receiving God's love through the Lord Jesus Christ which results in eternal judgment from him. Beloved, how much do you love Christ? We know that God loves us, but the real question is, how much do you love God? The love of God is astonishing, profound, immeasurable, incomprehensible, indescribable, infinite love that cannot be measured when the last time you just shouted because God loves you you got happy because God love you. you you just couldn't control yourself because of the goodness of God's love toward you what did the astonishing love of God what did the astonishing love of God provide for his children what did the astonishing love of God provide for you, 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 you? What did the astonishing love of God provide for you? Let me give you a few. Number one, 
the love of God privileged us to be called children of God. It was because of the love of God, it privileged us to be called children of God. It's right in the text. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. Say children of God. Say it a little bit louder. Say it a little bit louder. You are children of God. Oh, hallelujah to the you children of God. It is an honor to be called a child of God. It is a privilege to be called a child of God. Uh, and we must not take being called children of God for granted. Be mindful, God has no grandchildren. He only has children. You, you, you. You, every, every child of God must receive Jesus for himself you, you, uh, your, your child cannot come to Christ on your faith because he has no grandchildren every born again believer has to trust God for his or her own personal salvation all believers are children of God Men and women, boys and girls who trust Christ alone as personal Savior are children of God. Only those who by faith have received Christ as Lord and Savior will have the right to become children of God. No one is a child of God by his own merits. No one becomes a child of God by his own works. The the Gospel of John chapter 1 verse 12 says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe on his name you must believe on the name of Jesus to qualify you to become a child of God think about how astounding it is to be called children of the supreme almighty majestic king of glory the Lord Jesus Christ there is no greater privilege than to be called children of God but what makes the love of God so amazing, it was that while we were rebelling against God, while we were opposing God, while we were estranged from God, while we were sinners and enemies of God, God lavished his love, his own love toward us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. As God's children, we enjoy all the rights and privileges in the kingdom of God. And because we are in Christ, the world does not know us because it does not know God. Don't expect the world to know you if the world does not know God. The devil hates you because you are a child of God. Now, be it known to you, you are somebody's child. You are either a child of the devil or you're a child of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whose child are you? This hostile, unbelieving world does not recognize us because they are spiritually blind and do not know Christ. When the world rejects us, it confirms our relationship with God the Father. Perhaps you are not experiencing persecution because you are more identified by the labels of this world than by being called a child of God. There's nothing wrong with being an architect. 
There's nothing wrong with being called a lawyer. There's nothing wrong with being called a teacher. There's nothing being wrong with being called a politician. But the greatest title that you can be called in all the world is a child of the supreme most high God. Yeah. No label should be put above the label of, of being called children of God. As, as children of God, we must live up to who we are in Christ. In other words, as his child, uh, God has expectations for you. Uh, kingdom expectations are placed on you simply because you are a child of God. There are kingdom expectations. Say expectations. What does God expect of you since you are a child of God? God expects you to think like Christ. God expects you to speak like Christ. And God expects you to behave like his children. Now don't say you're a child of God living like the devil. Look, look. Y'all know how to sing. Y'all know how to shout. Y'all make those funny sounds that I can't make that's so wonderful. I mean, when I come in here, I just want to jump all over the place. But if you don't live like a child of God when you leave this church facilities, then stop shouting. Because what authenticates and validates your shout is how you live. God is not as concerned about how, how you jump in shouting. He's more concerned about how you live when you land. Are you thinking like Christ? Are you speaking like Christ? Are you behaving like a child of God? Those are kingdom expectations as a child of God. Another thing I want to say about uh, uh, being a child of God, the love of God. The love of God provides confident expectations of Christ returning for his children. The love of God provides confident expectation of Christ returning for his children. 1 John 3, 2 is right there in your Bible. 1 John 3, 2 says, Beloved, now we are children of God. There it is right there. We are children of God. Don't read the Bible too fast. Slow down when reading the Bible so you can get the word in your heart. It says, Beloved, we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. The Lord Jesus Christ is the greatest love gift to humanity. These gifts are so beautiful. We appreciate these gifts. You gave them out of love. You gave them because you're thankful but I want to tell you something. These gifts, even though they were so special from your heart, does not compare to the greatest gift in the world in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the gift above all gifts. The Lord Jesus Christ is the greatest love gift to humanity. Salvation for lost humanity is an expression of God's love. Because we, we are children of God, we can live in confident expectation of the imminent return of Christ. And even sweeter, we shall be like him at, at the rapture of the church when we receive our glorious, 
glorified bodies. You see, our natural bodies are not capable to look upon the majesty and Jekana glory of Christ. This is why uh, a transformation is necessary that we will be equipped to see Jesus as he is. Philippians, the book of Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 through 21. It, look, look what it says. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies. Wow. That it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. In other words, the Lord is coming for his children is an outward demonstration that he loves us. The Lord is coming. You believe the Lord is coming back. The, the mere fact that the Lord is coming back, it is in, it is indicative. It validates that he loves us. He loves us. Now, you are citizens of Uganda, and that's a wonderful thing. You're blessed to be a citizen of Uganda. But what is greater is, are you a citizen of heaven? Our, our, our heavenly citizenship is in heaven. I, listen, I'm an American citizen. You have European citizens, New Zealand citizens, Asian citizens. But, but the citizenship of all citizenships is to be a citizen of heaven. And you cannot be a citizen of heaven until you're a child of God. And you cannot be a child of God until you've been born again. How should we, as God's children, prepare for the Lord's return? That's what you need to write. How should we, as God's children, prepare for his return? You, you, you how is we as God's children to prepare for his return? Well, first of all, be passionate about sharing the gospel at any cost. It's time to tell people about Jesus. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Beloved people need the Lord. There are folk lost all over Uganda. And God wants you to take the message of Christ into a dying world and tell them about the good news of Jesus. That's how we prepare for the coming of Christ. Uh, secondly, let the light of Christ shine through you. That's how you prepare for the Lord's return. Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. As the world becomes darker, as the world becomes more sinful, as the world becomes more decadent, as the world becomes uh, more wicked, we should be shining brighter for Christ. Is the light of Christ shining through you? That's how we prepare for the Lord's return. How do we prepare for the Lord's return? By keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. Not the stock market, not the government, not on celebrities, not on entertainers, not on politicians. You keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and you will make it in these days. Amen. Hebrews 12, 2, A says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. How should we as how should we as his children prepare for the Lord's return? Watch, wait, work, and be ready for his imminent turn, return. He said, How do you be ready for his return? Watch, 
Say watch. Wait. Work. And be ready. That's how you prepare for the Lord's return. You got to wait on the Lord. You need to work for the Lord. You need to be ready for the Lord's coming at any moment. You need to be ready. Revelation chapter 22 verse 12 says, And behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me. Stay on your spiritual post and remain faithful. God has no reward for quitters. God has no rewards for quitters. Press on. You who are on the praise team, stay your post. When things don't go right, keep praising God. You who are on the cameras, stay on your post. Stay on your post. When things get hard, when persecution comes, when hardships come, don't, don't leave the church. Stay and be faithful unto death. You elders and you teachers, anybody can run away when things get hard. But God is counting on you. But the real question is, can you count on God? God, God you can count on God, but the real question is, can God count on you? you? You can count on God, but the real question is, can God count on you? Can you, can you keep coming to church when things go well? And when things go bad, can you keep working in the Lord's church when it's time to build a facility to the glory of God? It's going to take all of you to build that church with the help of Almighty God. It's going to take all of you. All of you are going to need to give. All of you are going to need to help. All of you are going to need to give of your service. All of you are going to need to pray. All of you are going to need to operate in the unity of the spirit. All of you are going to need to work, operate in the unity of spirit. Two people can't build that building. It's going to take all of city church in all locations to come and erect that facility to the glory of God. With God, all things are possible. As you prepare for our Lord's return, you must know your identity in Christ. You are a child of God and let no one redefine you. Let no one repurpose you. You are a child of the living God. In, uh, uh, in America, they're, they're redefining people. They want, they're, 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 many are making men women and women men from little children. Uh, they're, they're in, in the books, they don't want... Uh, uh, women to be called she and men to be he he they're taking the pronouns and they're messing with them they're trying to neutralize everything which is from Satan and is evil God created a man and a woman amen <laughs> and that man and woman in a holy matrimony produce children to the glory of God to affect your nation uh, for the future of Uganda. Why don't y'all say amen? amen? I love it. I love it here. I see so many marriages. I'm staying at the Speaks Hotel and my wife and I see all marriages after marriages. People look beautiful and they're all getting married. I say, you know, when so many are living together without being married. 
A woman should not let a man live in her house and not be married. The man you plan to marry ought to respect you enough to put a ring on your finger and say, I do. Amen. <laughs> you are, don't let anybody redefine you. You are a child of God. Don't let anybody redefine you. You are the salt of the earth. Don't let anybody repurpose you. You are the light of the world. Don't let anybody redefine you. You are God's gift to Christ. Don't let anybody redefine you. You have been justified by Christ. Don't let anybody redefine you. You have been reconciled to God through the death of Jesus Christ. Don't let anybody redefine you. You are joint heirs with Christ. Don't let anybody repurpose you. You are conformed to the image of Christ. Don't let anybody repurpose you. You are sanctified in Christ. Don't let anybody redefine you. You are God's ambassador representing the name of Jesus on earth. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Don't let anybody repurpose you. You are a new creation in Jesus. Don't let anybody redefine you. You have been saved by grace through faith. Don't let anybody redefine you. You are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Beloved, get excited that you are a child of God. Say, I am a child of God. Come on. I am a child of God. I like that old song that says, I am redeemed. Bought with a price. Jesus has changed my whole life. If anybody asks me just who I am, I'm going to tell them I'm redeemed. I'm going to tell them I'm sanctified. I'm going to tell them I'm a child of God. I'm going to tell them I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm going to tell them I am a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. The first coming of Christ was when he was born as a babe in Bethlehem to redeem lost humanity and to defeat Satan. When Christ appears again, he shall be changed. Look, we shall, we shall be changed and be like him, which is to, to experience ultimate conformity to the, to the likeness of our Lord. For the believer to be like Christ is to be conformed to his very image. This means that the believer shall possess a perfect, one day when Jesus come, we will possess a perfect, incorruptible, immortal body which is absolutely free. When we are resurrected from the grave to be with Jesus, we will be given a body that's free from defilement, free from sin, free from sickness, free from decay, free from sorrow, free from pain, and free from death when Jesus comes. First John 3, 2 also says, we shall see him as he is beloved are you excited about the coming of our lord and one day visibly seeing him as he is that should excite all who are a child of god god took the initiative to lavish his love upon us by providing us a way out of sin through jesus christ 
First John 3, 5 in the text says, and you know that he was revealed to take away our sins and in him there is no sin. The primary reason for the coming of Christ to earth was to take away our sins. He could do so because he was God in human flesh and Jesus is the only sinless perfect sacrifice who was qualified to take away sin. John 1.29 says, Behold, John the Baptist says, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It was the love of God that sent the Lord Jesus Christ to conquer and destroy the works of the devil, which provided victory for all who trust Christ by faith through grace. Let me tell you something about the love of God. The love of God should prepare us to purify ourselves just as he is pure. First John 3, 3 says, and everyone who has this hope in him purify himself just as he is pure. This means that as that as Christ is pure, so we, his followers, must live in purity. There must be a, a purifying, a purging of our sins, a cleansing of our sins. As Christians, we prepare for the Lord's coming by purifying ourselves daily of our sins. We must seek to cleanse and separate ourselves from all that the world wants to do for us. We must cleanse our minds. We must cleanse our bodies with the blood of Jesus. Cleanse our soul and cleanse our spirits. Preparing for the Lord's return means we must live in pursuit of holy. As God is holy, he expects those who are children of God to be holy. The love of God also provided hope for the children of God. The love of God also provided hope for the children of God. First John 3, 3 says, And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Hope is to possess confident expectation and joy at the coming of Christ. Living in the reality of Christ's return makes a tremendous difference in the believer's life. People who live in pursuit of drugs People who live in pursuit of alcohol, people who live in pursuit of entertainment and money and material possession are left with blasted hopes and shattered dreams. Whereas what motivates the believers to live in hope is because of Christ who is the great God of hope. Our hope is in Christ and it should be our greatest motivation for living. You don't live because of money. You don't live because of your name. We live because of the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is our blessed hope. You might say, you know what? I'm here today, but how do I become a child of God? You say, man, this is amazing. How do I become a child of God? Let me tell you a few things and then we'll be done. How does one become a child of God? First of all, if you're going to become a child of God, you must be born again. John chapter 3 verse 3 says Jesus answered and said to him most assuredly I say to you unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God you must be born again you cannot become a child of God unless you believe the word of God 
And the word says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. It's the only way you can be born again. Number two, how do you become a child of God? You must believe that salvation is a free gift that cannot be earned because of Christ's sacrificial work on the cross. I say it again, you must believe that salvation is a what? A free gift that cannot be earned because of the sacrificial work of Jesus on the cross. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine says, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. How does one become a child of God? You must believe that Jesus is God. You must believe that Jesus is God. John, Gospel of John chapter 20 verse 28, uh, Thomas answered him saying, my Lord and my God. If you don't believe that Jesus is God, you will die in your sins and you will go to heaven. You will go to hell if you don't believe that Jesus is God. Jesus is not just a prophet. Jesus is just not a good teacher. He was all of that. Jesus was not just a healer. He, he, was, he did that too. Jesus, Jesus was just, he was not just a lover of children. Above all, Jesus is God. And if you don't believe that Jesus is God, you will die in your sin and go to hell. You, Jesus came as God. He was born as God. At, when he was a baby in Bethlehem, born, he was born fully God and fully man to redeem us from our sins. And then he lived as God and man. And then he was on the cross as God and man. He died. That's why he came to die. There's no death in heaven. He, he came to die as God and man. And he rose from the grave being fully God and fully man. You must believe that Jesus is God. If not, you will die in your sins. Let me tell you something. How do you become a child of God? You must believe that Jesus is the only way to be saved and is the only way to heaven. There are people who believe that there are many ways to heaven. There's not many ways to heaven. Why would Jesus come from heaven and down across for you and then say you can believe anything to get to heaven? There's only one way. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. John chapter 14, verses one through six. You must believe he's the only way. Salvation is not through Buddha. Salvation is not through Islam. Salvation is not through Jehovah Witnesses. Salvation is not through Mormons. Salvation is not through witchcraft. Salvation is not through money. Salvation is not through people. Salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. Acts 4.12 says, And there is salvation in no one else, and there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved, says Acts 4.12. In conclusion, let me give you some words to hang on to because the days are not going to get easy, any easier for you young folk. There are going to be some challenges and you need to expect them. So let me give you some things to write down so that when, the, when hard times come, you won't fall. 
when hard times come, you won't faint because you will be prepared for difficult times. So let me give you a few points and I'll take my seat. Number one, be encouraged by the tremendous truth that God loves you with an everlasting love, which is an unconditional love that never fails. God loves you despite your past. He loves you no matter how much you failed. God loves you even though you made bad decisions. God loves you in spite of yourself. I love Jeremiah 31, three, which says, the Lord has appeared of old to me saying, yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. He loves us at our best and he loves us at our worst. Beloved, God loves you with an eternal love that never fails. And we must embrace the truth that God forever loves you. If you don't believe that God loves you, then Satan will take advantage of you. But be confident that God loves you. Even when you feel rejected, God loves you. Even when you fail, God loves you. Even when you have disappointed your parents, God loves you. If you are a rebellious teenager, God loves you. Even if you're elderly and you're living in perpetual pain, God loves you. Even if you've been betrayed, God loves you. If you're divorced, God loves you. If your marriage has been separated, God loves you. If you're single parents struggling with children, God really loves you. Refuse to believe the lie of Satan that God does not love you anymore. The scripture says in Jeremiah 31, 3, the Lord has appeared of old to me saying, yes, I've loved you with an everlasting love. The second thing all of you must remember is no matter how troubling things in Uganda and the world becomes, the Lord will embrace you with his loving arms. He will comfort you and he will quell any disturbance in your heart. No matter how troubling things may happen in your nation, how troubling the world may come, the Lord loves you. He will embrace you with his loving arms. He will comfort you. He will quell the disturbance in your heart. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled and neither let it be afraid. Number three, as we proceed through difficult days to come, Never stop rejoicing in the sovereignty of God in the midst of adversity. Never stop rejoicing in the sovereignty of God in the midst of adversity. Our Lord rules in the midst of trouble. He reigns in the midst of trouble. God is in complete control in difficult days. And everything that happens to you happens under the feet of Jesus. Nothing happens to God's children without his divine permission. Nothing can come into your life without God's divine permission. As his children, we must continue to love Christ with an unwavering love and faith in the midst of trouble. Romans 8:28 says, and we know that all things that come into our life, whether they're good or bad, work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. 
Uh, fourthly, I'd like to say uh, two more things and we'll be done. Since God took the initiative to love us first, we must not allow anything to separate us from Christ and to separate us from each other. Did you hear what I just said? God took the initiative to love you first. And you must not allow nothing in this world or anyone in this world to separate you from the love of Christ and the love of each other. You know what Satan wants to do to this church? He wants, he wants to destroy your relationships. He wants to destroy, Satan wants to destroy marriages. He wants to destroy children, your children. He wants to destroy your grandchildren. You know what Satan wants to do? He wants you angry at one another. He wants you fighting at one another. He wants you angry at one another. He wants to break the unity of the spirit because if he can keep you separated and angry, the work of God and the building of God will not get done. Look, don't you fight each other. You become a united front for, to fight the devil and to defeat him in the name of Jesus. Don't you let Satan divide you. Don't you let, you fight for your children. You fight for your children. You fight for your marriage. You fight for the Lord. We are in the Lord's army. We are soldiers in the Lord army. And the Bible says fight the good fight of faith. I wonder is there anybody in here who's willing to fight for Jesus. And to fight for, his Lord, for the Lord's church. Romans 8, 37 through 39 says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels or principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us, to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Let nothing separate you from the love of Jesus. Keep moving forward. Press on. Love each other as Christ loved you. And finally, but not the least, take comfort that the troubles of this world continues to remind us that we are not home yet. Did you just hear what I just said? Don't, 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 don't you, don't you miss that? Don't, don't you, don't you, don't, don't, don't you miss that? Take comfort in the marvelous eternal truth that the troubles of this world continues to remind us that we're not home yet. When you go through pains and sufferings, you're not home yet. When people hurt you and betray you, you're not home yet. When people let you down, you're not home yet. When you get sick in your body, remember you're not home yet. When your children uh, get rebellious, deal with them in love and realize you're not home yet. When you have problems on your job, expect them to come and realize that you're not home yet. But one of these days, we're going home. The Lord's going to come from heaven with a shout. And the dead in Christ shall rise. 
and we who remain and alive shall be caught up and we in the air and we'll go home to be with Jesus when we get home then we are home how many of you ready to go home how many of you ready to go home how many of you ready to go home you're not home yet when we get home there'll be no more tears when we get home there are no more sickness when we get home there are no more goodbyes when we get home there's no more arthritis when, get, when we get home there's no more hospitals when we get home there's no more viruses when we get home all the water is clean when we get home there's no more hate when we get home there's no more disappointments when we get home there's no more nights when we get home there's no more devil when we get home there are no more caskets when we get home there are no more funerals when we get home there's no more dying when we get home there are no more tears when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound from for me on that bright and glorious morn his face I shall see when the saved of the earth shall gather in the air when the roll is called up yonder I'll be there will you be there will you be there when the God calls your name when the roll is called up yonder will you be there can you say hallelujah can you say hallelujah can you say I'm not home yet I'm not home yet say I am a child of God that's headed home to Jesus I'm gonna walk by faith I'm gonna trust God and press on and all God's children said, Amen. Amen.